0: And welcome to the St Albans podcast for the next two weeks. And here to tell me all about herself is Mandy Evans. Welcome to you, Mandy. Welcome. Thank you. Now, more and more, I'm getting used to different accents, different skin colors, different languages, as they all harmonize together in the church we both go to. Wow. Yes called Forest Town. Ever thought why it's called Forest Town?
1: Well, I know it's about the trees.
0: Yes. Um, We imagine lots of different trees around us, neighbouring, because we are very different, and yet we we get on. Right. Mm. So, a real big welcome to you, Mandy, and um, welcome to Britain. How long have you been in Britain? Can you remember?
1: 23 years this year.
0: Wow, you've got used to us then. Oh, yes. <laughs> what are some of the differences you find just in when you first came?
1: Have to be the weather. <laughs> oh, the weather. Of what? course, the weather. However, I'd have to say that I do enjoy the colder weather. Um, in February now in South Africa, they're absolutely sweltering.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you're you talking are...
1: nearly 38, 40 degrees. So it's, it's really,
0: really hot and hard to sleep. And you'd have to have a totally new wardrobe when you came here, wouldn't you? Uh,
1: Yes, yes. My mother was a great knitter and I brought all the jerseys that she'd made and they were totally useless because (laughs) the wind just blew straight through them. So, yes, I had to change them for fleeces.
0: Was it a case of um, for you or your husband and family that you'd think there'd be better jobs here? Or what was the motive to move?
1: It's a bit of a story. Um, my son, my husband, was actually born in Wales, and he went oh. to South Africa as a boy on one of the castle boats yes. uh, way back in '63. And his parents thought they were going for just a year, and they never came back. And so, of course, he grew up there, and he, uh, he, they retained their British citizenship. And so, when we were married in '74 and '76, we actually came out to visit his cousins, um, but sadly, they, they lifestyle was slightly different i mean obviously here it's football in the pub and there it's barbecues and the beach but uh, it was lovely to meet his grandparents and his old people you know his aunts and stuff and so i got my british passport then and as the children came along, we only stayed a year and then we went back and as the children came along, we, I put them on my passport. So when we did come back over permanently, it was really easy for us, sadly, not like some South Africans that have had to mm. go through the whole visa thing. Ah. Um, it was actually my daughter who came over first. And when we discovered we were going to be grandparents, that was why we decided to come over permanently. So my eldest grandson is going to be 23 this year.
0: Uh, Would the job situation be the same in both countries, where Uh, you could get your husband or you could get the same sort of jobs?
1: Yes, quite easily. Uh, He was self-employed for 25 years, um, and so that was why we didn't come back sooner. But eventually he sold up, and uh, we made the move. Yeah,
0: There must have been so many differences, some that you thought, oh, this is good, and mm. some that you didn't. I suppose the weather was on the negative side.
1: Yes, but I think for me the hardest thing was actually for my younger two children, um, and that was getting them into schools because we moved into a flat in St. Albans, and I was going to have to go through the whole appeal system. Um, but before we moved I tried the schools and they wouldn't even look at us until we had an address and we were very lucky Uh. to take over a flat from some South African friends Mm. who had bought a house in Stevenage so yes they went to Nicky B Mm. so when we bought our house there was no ways I was going out of the catchment area Uh that was why we landed up in Hatfield
0: right and the whole family agreed of you doing this Good, it's big move.
1: I think the saddest thing was taking my children away from my mom, who right. was, you know, a very favoured granny. Oh. Uh, and it was hard for her, but she came out twice uh, before she passed away. So oh. that was nice. Yes.
0: I get the impression um, that South Africa is not a safe place. I mean, I live quite near to where our church is and I walk home, it's quarter of an hour. Mm. And a lot of these... Like yourself, lovely South African people. Oh, you can't walk! You can't walk! What would happen to you? Mm-hmm. I think, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sadly, my eldest daughter was attacked in the street um, oh. by a man wielding a, a glass bottle, and he uh, hurt her. Uh, and so she was quite traumatized from oh, that. Yes. And so we kind of—that was one of the reasons why we sent her over to England, sort of first to to just see what she could do with herself. And uh, we slowly followed. So, yeah.
0: Yes. Um. Um, And you haven't been hit with a bottle here. No,
1: not at all. (laughs) In fact, I was absolutely blown away by walking around housing complexes and seeing things like kids' roller skates and scooters and bicycles Mm -hmm. left out, not just for hours, but days and never moved. That does not happen in South Africa. You oh. you dent leave anything out. The other sad thing I found about England though, is that it's very much a throwaway society. Whereas in South Africa, there's always someone less fortunate than you that you can give really? something to, whether it be your old duvet, your curtains, your anything, anything. You know, here, yeah. so we much lands a, up in the skip.
0: We have secondhand shops. Yes. Of them.
1: Yes, and and I, I, <laughs> I quite like using them quite yes, often. So do too. I. I use them often. first of all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. oh, what was? Did you have a job, or were you just caring for the children?
1: Oh no, no. I, I worked for Ford for twelve
0: years. Um,
1: in fact, I collect a nice little pension from them now, mm-hmm. um, as well as my government, and I um, thoroughly enjoyed working in the office. What?
0: Uh, oh, in the office. Yes, there.
1: it was office based. Yes. Um, In St. Auburn. So it was very handy to um, drive to work. I could never have done the commute to London.
0: Mm. Now, you're in Hatfield. Mm. Um, Do you work in the locality now? Uh,
1: No, I'm very happily retired. Thank you very much. (laughs) 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 And enjoying my seven grandchildren.
0: Oh, yes. That's lovely. And they live able to come and see
1: reasonably you? Reasonably local. Um yeah. We're going to Cornwall. Uh, I have one in Cornwall. I have one in Colchester. I have one in Southampton. I have one in S- Col- in Harpenden uh, and another one in Welling Garden City. Wow. So
0: not too far. Yes. Now I know you because we're both in the same local church at the moment. Mm. But that's sort of so many steps after the initial one of not wanting God at all. Yes. Um, how did you come? Was it sort of ingrained in your family that you normally would become Christians? My mother
1: and my granny were very, very involved in the church. My mother was Sunday school superintendent for over thirty years. Sadly, wow. my father didn't make his peace with God until on his deathbed, literally. Um, but so to, I did grow up as a as a Christian. Yes,
0: but stop there. I think mm. God wouldn't say no just because you only had two minutes left. To go to him, would he?
1: No, but my thought was that it was so sad that he wasted all his life before he made his commitment. That's oh. that. And sadly, I'm in the same position with my unbelieving husband.
0: Right. Well, there's always always time, isn't there? Yes.
1: Forty-eight years later, I'm I'm very patient, <laughs> finding oh. it very hard to stay so patient, knowing that God's time is yes. not our time.
0: So, how did you? start to want to become a Christian? Was it in good for your family or what?
1: Yes it was but I, I definitely at when I was 18 I kind of I wouldn't say I drifted away but I wasn't feeling the same thing and that was when I met my husband and we married two years later and then I I made a recommitment when I was 21. Right. And so sadly I've had the same kind of marriage as my mother's praying for my husband all these years but God is so important to me now. Jesus is the, the love of my life. Mm, um, mm. And without you know, talking to him and reading his word every day, I, I wouldn't be able to exist.
0: And your husband is still uh, very the anti, same to you. Very uh, anti,
1: and, unfortunately. But he
0: understands that you need to be keen.
1: Well, yes, he certainly doesn't stop me from going to any meetings or anything, yeah, which is uh, a blessing. Yeah,
0: right. Mm. You talk about um, being a Christian, but not... All of us listening here um, believe mm. in other religions. I mean, there might be Islam or Buddhism or whatever. How important is it for anybody, anybody, to believe in God mm. and Jesus particularly? Well, I
1: personally think he's the only way. You know, we. I, I understand that there are other religions and everyone is, is free to make their own choice. Mm. But... You know, we're told that Jesus is, is the truth and the life and the way. And, you know, even the Jews, sadly, some of them haven't accepted him as the Messiah. Mm. And so... But
0: you actually know it in your own ordinary life, don't absolutely. you? Absolutely. not just I've, something I've you ha- ha- say.
1: Oh, no, I've had many, many blessings um, oh. that can only have come from God.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hmm... <gasps> Um, now people would say, "Ah, oh, well, oh, what difference does it make to you?" I suppose they should see it, shouldn't they?
1: Well, I hope so. You know, even being um, a Christian with an unbelieving husband, I've always prayed that the, the light of God would show, uh, you know, to those around me. Sadly, only one of my children um, are, are, have made this commitment to God, Yet. the other two, <laughs> yes, yes, and I am and pray fervently for them, obviously, all, all the time, um, and I really hope that they do, but sadly, I did have, my eldest daughter had um, twin daughters born with severe disabilities, and she turned around oh. to me and said, where's your God now, and oh. sadly, I had nothing to say, and, and I do know that God is not in the suffering because I think of Turkey and Syria now with this oh, terrible yes. earthquake and, and so many thousands dead. Yes. And you, you ask yourself, you know, why is this happening? Oh, but oh. it says in the Bible that in end times these kind of things will happen. Not, be, not the suffering, you know, not, no. not disabilities, but certainly certain sufferings around the world. I mean you, you um, and begin hum- to
0: wonder, don't you, when we hear the news of yesterday and the day before. Absolutely. Or in a few days ago when by the time we this is on air. Yes. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And you know, it's scary because Turkey was the old Jerusalem and that was where Jesus walked. Yes. And you know, yes. so to hear yes. this is, is quite frightening.
0: Ah. Do others sometimes ask you what is it that you've got? Do they are they willing to listen to you sharing? Uh, sometimes.
1: Yes, I think so, but it it's it's sometimes quite I wouldn't say scary, but hard to to give your testimony. And I I have had a few missed opportunities where I've shut up and and been so regretful that I never opened my my mouth and took the chance when I had it. Uh, I think really? we're both doing this course of going deeper at church, where we're learning to be more open about our testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, and I'm finding it very helpful. So, uh,
0: yes. Yes. Sometimes there are things that in your life that just you happen to be talking about and they say, ah, so mm-hmm. why do you go to church, you know? Mm-hmm. Or is it really a God? And what about all those thousand people who've just been killed? That's and, right. Yes. But we don't know it all, but we do know God. Absolutely. And another thing, um, and you and me, I think, will share this, we can talk to God, mm-hmm. talk oh, to Jesus. all with. the time all the time and you sometimes get definite things back don't we
1: absolutely yeah. and because of his crucifixion and his the fact that he has now opened the way we don't even have to make sacrifices like the old testament we can go That's straight true. to the throne That's of god true. and and you know lay our concerns on him straight away and and you just know that he's listening mm. uh, i was
0: going to um, bring up my bible and and ask to um if you could read a favorite passage or do you remember half a verse or something that's well, special to you Well
1: I always remember John 3:16 about oh, yes. um God so loved the world that he gave his only son but I've been reading in Ephesians and I um there's so many fabulous promises you know I I'm, I'm cherished I'm part of God's family I'm a daughter of his oh, um yes. I'm loved Yes um yes There's there's so many things. And and if you take the words personally, then they really are special.
0: Yeah. Oh, It's really great to share this podcast with you, Mandy. And um, we'll keep praying for those of us who we know dearly, who don't yet know him. I have a sister who have been praying for for a long, 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 long time. Yes, older than me. And we're going to believe. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So it's great to share all this with you. Um, hmm. oh, especially with those terrible atrocities anyway yeah. we will say um, thank you and thank you to the Lord this is um, a home a homemade one well it was a local group that just did so thank you so much for sharing thank your you time thank you for inviting me and God bless bye bye yeah. I love The one I fear the most, consuming fire.